Patriots, assemble! We don't mess around. We don't waste time. Over here at His Hard Line. Let's go! from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Welcome to the show. Let's get started. Okay, greetings and good day to all of you ladies and gentlemen out there. Do I sound better now before I get into my spiel? Okay, much better. Okay, that's great. I didn't even have to restart the computer. That's great. I am happy to hear that. I am Jason, your co-host with our sovereign Lord and Savior Christ Jesus at our side because he is the host with the most he is the most high and he is well he's the one in charge and he's in the captain's chair he's at the helm he's behind the wheel therefore you know it folks he is steering this great ship through these crazy waters that we call life so welcome to his hard line and today is tuesday august 8th 2023 and you are listening to episode 491 bizarro world and we are going to be doing a reading out of Psalm 62. So now that I know that I sound a little bit better, that is good news. I want to clarify that I am not a doctor. I'm not a holistic health expert, a financial advisor, pastor, priest, deacon, biblical scholar, or a bar lawyer. And I do not possess any titles of nobility or offer legal advice. And I do not have a political degree or have had any involvement with any unconstitutional three-lettered corrupt agencies like the CIA or FBI. And yes, while I am a member of the lawful Michigan General General Assembly and advocate for your participation in your local General General Assemblies, I am not the official face or of the national, state, or county assemblies. I don't care what, what you heard. And as much of an honor that would be, I want you all to realize that I am not the authority here. I am still learning just like you, just like you guys, okay? I also want to emphasize that I have no affiliation with other groups who try to mimic the lawful assembly, such as the American States Assembly, National Life Force, Beacon 37, RUSA, and no scumbags over there at Tactical Civics or any other organization outside the Michigan model. And I have never participated in fraudulent status correcting associated with AVR, Bobby Lawrence, and David Trading Company. Absolutely not. You will not find an affidavit of repudiation with my autograph on that. And furthermore, I do not endorse or advocate for violence unless you meet me at my doorstep, at which at that point I will address it appropriately. 
And important to note that I am also not a part of any cult, especially not a Freemason on any level. And please note that the opinions, thoughts, and statements expressed on this platform are solely my own unless expressed otherwise. So there you go to all the Karens and Darrens out there. I hope everybody's having a great day, great night so far. Oh, you know, I haven't done a shout out in such a long time. We're going to do a quick shout out real quick. So first off on Poppy, we got Angel Eyes. What's up? Angie in California. We got Lori Q, Nancy S, April K, Rietta and Donnie. My peeps. Where's Oscar? Where are my peeps? I, that's right. I got my other peeps. My peeps are here while my other peeps are gone. Over there on Telegram, we got April Fools. We got Mary. We got Patriot Beagle. I hope everybody's doing good. And uh, where is my wife? My wife is missing. Wife? Oh, she is missing. She is missing in action. Not cool. Okay. So let's start off with this. All right. We're going to start off with an audio from Jan Helper Hayes. Remember her, right? Remember Jan Helper Hayes, um, who was, I played her audio from that um, interview that she did uh, on some news network in England, right? She's the woman that sits on the task force for the Department of Defense. Listen to what she had to say. This is pretty interesting. Wait a minute. I, you know what? If it would actually be up here, I, my audio just completely disappeared. See, people are messing with me. Hold on a second, guys. I got it here somewhere. It's interesting how it's not here. Ah, please wait for your available next. Ah, here it is. All right. You ready? Here it is. Interesting, I won't show up on my computer. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is interesting. Now, all of a sudden, audio does not want to play on my phone here. Hold on, guys. This is very interesting. Let's try this one more time. Come on. Wow, legit doesn't want to play. It's like it knows it it's like it knows it doesn't want to play. Hold on a second. What is going on here? See, this is what happens, guys. Wow, very, very interesting. It won't show up on my laptop, and it won't play on my phone. It's like they don't want us to play. Let me try one other outlet here. Hold on. We're Now I'm bound and determined to play this audio because that just shows me they don't want this played. Hold on. Pissing me off. Come on now. All right, let's do this. We're going to share it. We're going to airdrop it to my laptop, Jason's MacBook. We're going to find a way to play it one way or another. Hold on. They can't keep it. They can't keep a good man down. This is very interesting how I can't play this. It's like they, it won't come up. Wow. This is, this is, this is baffling. It's like this won't, this audio will legitimately not come up. And it won't airdrop to my computer. Interesting. Okay, I got something for you, Podbean. If you're going to be stupid, I'm, I'm going to do it old school. I'm going to hold the phone right up to the microphone. You ain't going to freaking, you're not going to silence me. Get the hell out of here. All right, this might sound a little janky, but here it is. Find Operation Mockingbird. CIA has been in there forever. Then Obama 
repealed the 1948 Smith-Munt Act, which then permitted propaganda to be in broadcasting. It no longer said that it had to be credible. And so when he came out and said fake news, he warned us at the end of his speech that it is going to be very hard. The the media, the globalists are all going to come after. They're going to try to intimidate, but he needed to smoke them out. And guess what happened? The next day, Congress on the Democrat side wanted to create a law that he couldn't run. Then what happened was the Republicans came out and said they were going to investigate Hunter Biden. And Friday, the Department of Justice AG launched an investigation. He put the most corrupt prosecutor who hates Trump on it. Donald Trump actually plays chess on a 5D level, and you never can anticipate what his next move is going to be. He said that his Mar-a-Lago um, was seized upon was that they really wanted to get the Peds, the Presidential Emergency Act document, which is only what Trump knows and the military that he had to put in place. Because before he left, he declared two national emergencies. And you know what? Biden hasn't reversed that. Biden has signed on to three of his executive orders to continue them going. So we have some very fascinating things that are going to come out. Yeah. So there you go, CIA, FBI. You ain't going to screw with my freaking phone. I'll tell you what. You can freaking go to hell because there is no reason this audio didn't play because I got a bunch of other stuff that's right here. I'm like looking through my notes and all the other audio pieces that I have, and they're all right here. But for some reason, that one's missing. So as far as I'm concerned, you can go pound sand. I will find a way to play it. But yeah. Interesting. It's very, very interesting. How, again, the executive orders, the emergency executive orders that were signed on by Trump were extended by Biden. Okay, fake Biden. Let's just call it for what it is. Fake Biden, right? And so, again, it just it just goes to show you she's just dropping more truth bombs, letting you know, hey, guess what, guys? We have continuity of government. Military is in control. We got Space Force. We got the goods on all these scumbags, right? I mean, it's just, it, it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing to say the least, but yeah. I, wow. That was very interesting how that, I could not find that video anyway, but whatever. So there is that. Now here's something else that's interesting. So here's a little something from that. I got from disclose.tv on telegram us. And this is from all, you know, this is everywhere, of course, but us trucking giant yellow declares bankruptcy and the company's downfall will lead to the loss of 30,000 jobs and could affect the nation's supply chain. So something to kind of pay attention to because yellow is kind of like one of those companies like New Holland or UPS. They do a lot of uh, LTL uh, deliveries, which means less than truckload. Okay. LTL loads. Um, so that could very well affect our supply chain because that's a lot of jobs. That's a lot of trucks. That's a lot of assets. That's not going to be moving product across the country. Something to pay attention to. Here's something else that was very interesting. So this was from Wall Street Apes on True Social. And they posted and it said, a nice little gift from you to the banks for absolutely nothing. Amazing how they get away. It's usury, which is illegal and would be enforced if it wasn't for lobbying for the lobbying uniparty working for the central banks collecting their donations. These people are robbing the world blind. 
And what they have here is a little illustration. There's a little diagram of a, of a house, a photo of a house. And it says 2021 and picture of the house below it. And then next to it is the same house. And it says over the picture 2023. Under the 2021 version of the house, it says a $500,000 house at 3% interest equals a $2,108 a month payment. The same house in 2023 at $500,000 at 7% interest equals $3,327. That is a big hike in payment over double in interest from three to 7%. And it yields almost over $1,100 more a month in payment just to pay the damn banks to get money. You see the crookedness behind this? This is ridiculous. Here's another little article from Breitbart News. Jason Aldean's Try That in a Small Town has hit another music milestone, reaching number one on billboards on all genres, Hot 100 song chart, despite ongoing efforts by the mainstream media and the leftist, the loony leftist, to cancel the country music star. You know what I say to that? <laughs> <laughs> Sucks to be you, mainstream media. Kiss it. You can kiss our country. That's right. You ain't going to cape a good man down. Get the heck out of here. Try that in a small town. You get your little city butt swapped and booted right out of them city limits. Get the hell out of here. Now, here's something else for you. This was posted on True Social by the Wall Street Apes. U.S. credit card debt has surpassed, get this, has surpassed $1 trillion. The uniparty of lobbying self-enriching billionaire advocate advocates do not care about you. Yeah, that's right. The credit card debt has now officially hit $1 trillion. That's a lot of freaking money. And yes, I agree with April K. They don't want young fans to be able to afford or buy their own homes. No, they want you to rent. They want you to own nothing and be happy. You will own nothing and be happy. Eat the bugs. And I will eat my porterhouse while you eat the crickets. And you drink your fluoride-infused water. That's what they want you to do. Kiss my ass, Schwab. Sorry for my language. But back to the banking. I'm feeling spicy today, guys. You have no idea. I'm feeling very, very spicy. Where's Alvin? <laughs> there he is. Stupid chipmunk. <laughs> whoa, 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 Alvin. Okay, you did not have to buzz me, okay? You did not tell me you went Top Gun on my rear end. You cannot do that, dude, without a fair warning. What the flipping flop are you doing, dude? Dude, you give a guy a warning, man. But all kidding aside, though, <laughs> you guys are probably like, what is this guy on? What is Jason smoking? <laughs> But all kidding aside, in recent financial development, though, there have been several noteworthy occurrences. Now, this is pretty interesting because this I had kind of an occurrence yesterday at my credit union. And I want you guys, if you've had something in the chat, but listen to this. So in recent financial developments, there have been several noteworthy occurrences within the banking sector. Bank of America has taken a surprising step 
by announcing the closure of its U.S. branches in August, which is a move that raises questions about the institution's strategic direction. Now, simultaneously, various banks were required to align themselves with the Central Bank of Iraq. That's right. Iraq's new Iraqi dinar rate, introducing an element of economic adjustment and cooperation on a global scale. Now, interestingly enough, Wells Fargo encountered an issue where some of its customers reported that their deposits were inexplicably disappearing from their accounts, like poof, gone, like a fart in a wind, prompting concerns about the security and transparency of the banking system. Like what happened to their money? What happened to their deposits? Now, adding to the intrigue, the United Bank of Switzerland which is also known as a main group recognized as the world's largest bank revealed its intentions to go sweeping changes in restructuring. Now, such a significant decision from a major financial institution could actually potentially honestly ripple through the industry worldwide, indicating a shift in the landscape of banking and finance. Now, furthermore, here's the part I wanted to tell you guys, my own credit union, I went to go take $10 out of my checking account, just 10 bucks, right? They were experiencing an, a, a system-wide outage during the rest of the events that were occurring yesterday when I went to take a few bucks out to pay for some local eggs for a friend of mine that, you know, I buy eggs from. But it just further cases the vulnerability of the financial system to unforeseen technical disruptions. I, I went through the drive-thru and I asked him, I said, you know, she was like, um, we'll have to write you a receipt because our systems are down. I'm like, oh, oh, okay. Um, everything good. And they were like, oh, we're just experiencing a system outage. It's a credit union outage. I'm like, didn't you experience an outage like two weeks ago? Yeah, we did. But that was uh, a, that was AT&T. Like that was an AT&T, uh, outage. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay. But this one's credit union wide, right? Yeah. Are we good? Like, do I need to take more money out? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. We're good. We're good. Okay. I'm going to come out and get like eight grand tomorrow, but it's weird. It, it's strange, right? I mean, it really is strange. And so in a separate incident, Here's something else. The failure of Heartland Tri-State Bank has raised eyebrows due to the suspicious circumstances surrounding its collapse because the official, and I quote, official reason attributed to the bank's insolvency points to a scam, which leads to a claim that leaves many questions unanswered. Notably, the bank has been undergoing a concealed restructuring for the past three years indicating potential mismanagement and concealed losses. So there's allegations that are floating around that suggest that the FDIC orchestrated a covert bailout exceeding $40 million for uninsured depositors, underscoring the complexity of financial matters and the potential ramifications of such actions. There is no question that a large amount of shakeups are happening worldwide right now. And there is certainly... It certainly doesn't seem to be, there definitely doesn't certain to be any type of reasonable explanation or honest, you know, uh, reason on why any of this is coming about.
But we're going to continue to keep our eyes on this and bring more additional information as it comes out. But again, have cash on hand. Have silver on hand, folks. I'm not kidding you. Have some stock and bulk food on hand. I don't know what the heck is going on, but something smells strange. It's not cool. All right. But before we get into, you know, further discussion of bizarro world, let's get into the reading. Psalm 62. And this is a calm resolve to wait for the salvation of God. To the chief musician, right? All right. Starting with verse one, truly my soul silently waits for God. For him comes my salvation. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be greatly moved. How long will you attack a man? You shall be slain, all of you, like a leaning wall and a tottering fence. They only consult to cast him down from his high position. They delight in lies. They bless, their, they bless with their mouth, but they curse inwardly. Salah. My soul. Wait silently for God alone, for my expectation is from him. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be moved. In God is my salvation and my glory. The rock of my strength and my refuge is in God. Trust in him at all times, you people. Pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. Selah. Surely men of low degree are a vapor. Men of high degree are a lie. If they are weighed on the scales, they are altogether lighter than paper. Do not trust oppression nor vainly hope in robbery. If riches increase, do not set your heart on them. God has spoken once, twice I have heard this. Power belongs to God. Also to you, O Lord, belongs mercy, for you render to each one according to his work. And that is a reading of Psalm 62. Now, David's calm resolve to wait patiently for God's salvation is a lesson in finding inner peace amid chaos. And he emphasizes that God alone is his rock, his salvation in defense, emphasizing the importance of anchoring our trust in something solid, which would in turn make us firm in our foundation. And just as David faces opposition who used deceit and hidden motives, we, that's right, we, you and I, we also encounter similar challenges from those who may appear friendly but harbor negative and nefarious agendas within the back within their background. See, the lesson here is to discern wisely, right? Placing our hope and expectation solely in God, because we have similarly experienced this type of deception on a local level, especially myself within my own county assembly with the majority of these reprobates who are participating in this coup within the MGJA. Now, fortunately, there is a process that has taken place which is going to dispose these deceitful little liars out of the lawful assembly. But what's my point? Here's my point. My point is that the same people who use deceitful tactics to get me to trust them while in the background engaging and carrying out their iniquitous tactics in order to take down the Michigan General General Assembly along with key people who are helping other states assemble. We are seeing this in other states. And guess what? They will be crushed and obliterated into nothingness, into a nothingness of dust. Mark my words, that's going to happen. 
And you see, so David's repeated assertion of God as his rock in salvation underscores the unwavering faith that helps him stand firm. So in our in our fast-paced and ever-changing lives, this reminds us to build our foundation on timeless values, allowing us to remain unshaken by life's upheavals. And the call to trust in God at all times and pour out our hearts before him is a reminder that vulnerability and openness lead to a strong connection with our Heavenly Father. This echoes the importance of genuine communication and seeking solace within ourselves and within our relationships. And so David's reflection on human worth, regardless of status or wealth, Regardless of any of that, it's a stark reminder in our world where appearance and cloud true value. And as he urges against trusting in oppression and false hopes, I know you know about false hopes. Hence why we stop listening to ma- the majority of these false teachers and podcasters out there. We're prompted to seek genuine paths to success and well-being, right? Free from shortcuts or deceptive tactics. We're tired of that crap. In the affirmation that power to God and that he renders justice according to one's deeds resonates today as a reminder of accountability and divine justice. And so lastly, amid our technologically driven lives, this psalm that we read encourages us to pause and embrace the essence of waiting with patience, trusting in a power greater than ourselves, right? And striving to live a life aligned with integrity and compassion. And just as David's quiet resolve echoes through the ages. We are also encouraged to find strength, grace, and mercy by anchoring ourselves in the same unchanging truths. Amen to that. Now, let's go over a quick definition over a word real quick, pivoting to a different direction here. In bizarro world, Apocalypse. Apocalypse is a noun. It's the Greek word apocalypse actually means to uncover, reveal, or to unveil the truth that has been ignored, forgotten, misinterpreted, or excuse me, and misunderstood. And the phrase apocalypsis es- uh, boy, forgive me if I'm pronouncing this wrong word wrong. Eschaton literally means revelation at the end of the aeon or age. So again, apocalypse, it's a Greek word, which means to uncover, reveal, or unveil the truth that has been ignored or forgotten. Destry's in the house. Wait, wait, he needs a special, he needs a special entrance. What up, Destry? I had to do it. He was just saying in the chat, was attending a special conference call, just ended. What up? Yeah, I'm feeling spicy today, bro. I'm feeling spicy because I'm telling you what, these demons, I'm so sick and tired of these demons. They're not going to keep a good man down. They're not going to keep a good woman down. All of us here at His Heart Line, we are a force to be reckoned with. Why? Because we stand on the side of God. And so anyway, um, 
There's a lot of stuff that's being revealed, folks. That's the reason why I go over the word apocalypse. See, we always think of apocalypse as the end of days, right? No, it's not the end of days. It's a revealing, a an uncovering of the truth, right? That has been long ignored or forgotten or misinterpreted and misunderstood. See, we're entering the end of an old age, the age of which the cabal and the international bankers have reigned for eons and decades, eon, whatever, right? For a long time. And the people, we are about to gain our control back. I'm not saying it's going to happen tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen. I do not want to give you false hope, but we are gaining our control back and we keep fighting on the side of God. We are going to be solid. Okay. Now, the first thing I want to cover, this is kind of going to be like a little bit of a hodgepodge of audio here. So kind of like an audio roundup, if you will, of all the different things I wanted to play over the last few shows but could not find a way to fit it in. This is kind of what we're talking about when it comes to Bizarre World because there's a lot of crap that's going on out there. And you just you scratch your head and you're like, what the hell world am I living in? What is this? What is this? I mean, Destry was just saying right here, the cabal is scared. They're pulling all resources to stop the assemblies. Guess what? Guess what? Oh, wait, I'm going to give you my God voice again. Now, remember, just for the record, ladies and gentlemen, I am not God, but this is my God voice. The cabal will go down. You guys are all going to hell. Yeah, that's what's going to happen to all you scumbags for doing unspeakable things to children human trafficking and doing your witchcraft spell BS and enslaving us in your little fiat, you know, Babylonian money, magic, bullcrap system. Kiss our butts. In fact, you know what? No, you're going to get the B. Kiss our butts. There you go. Now, here's a little audio I'm going to play for you. Now, what are these shots that they've been trying to put in people? What are they actually there to do? Let's listen to this little audio. This is why it's so important that we detox these heavy out of our body. Listen to this. My wife sent this to me. This is pretty troubling. Oh, please, for God's sake, listen to this. We revealed the plan. What's going to happen next? I can't say it, but I'm telling you, I know what's going to happen next. How much metal you have in your body will affect you when this, this thing happens. It has to do with frequency. Okay, so so that I stay safe and I can come back and I stay alive, I want to tell you something. I will give you a hint of what, what's, what, what he showed me. It's going to happen. And you have to get rid of these metals in your body. And it could happen tomorrow. It could happen. But they're going to say it's something else. You're going to have to do your own thinking about this. I don't want to get in trouble. But just stick a piece of foil in a microwave and um, picture that in your body. And now you know the devil's plan. Bottom line is you got to get this out of your body. Let's mess the devil up. Let's. That's messed up. That is messed up. Take a piece of foil, put it in a microwave, turn it on. And that is what these metals are going to do in your body. When these high end frequencies get turned on, that's a little troubling and alarming to me. I don't know about you. That scares the shit out of me part of my language that it, but it does. I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. That's, that's a little horrifying. 
I mean, I got metal caps in my teeth for crying out loud. Imagine all the people that have like metal screws and rods in them from doing back surgeries and hip replacements and stuff like that. Like, whoa, what is that going to do? Think about it. The people that have these shots in their bloodstream with the nanotech and, 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 and heavy metals in their bloodstream. I mean, forget being screwed into my bones. That would suck to have that throughout your bloodstream. You'd be like boiling from the inside out. That's messed up. I hope it doesn't get to that, but whoa. Gives you a very weird and stark uh, imagery. Now, here's Dr. Richard Urso, who is confirming in this next audio piece about how hydroxychloroquine kills cancer cells. Oh, 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 imagine that. Look at that. Another audio piece that's not here. You got to be freaking kidding me. Like, they took every single audio piece out of here. You, are you, sh you got to be kidding me. Hold on, guys. They really don't want me doing this show, do they? Hold on. Let me do this. We're going to disconnect Bluetooth from the laptop. They really don't want me doing this, do they? All right. Show you guys. You guys. CIA, FBI, you guys can kiss my butt. Hold on. Sorry for talking to myself. I probably sound like a crazy man. I'm so sick and tired of being messed with, though. This is BS. Please work. All right. We're connected. All right. Let's see if I can get this to play now. All right, scroll down, scroll down, scroll down. I hope it didn't disappear on me. Stay tuned. Come on, where's it at? All right, there's that audio piece. Okay, here's Dr. Dr. Richard Urso talking about hydroxychloroquine. Caught, blah, 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 can't even talk. Hydroxychloroquine kills cancer cells. Please work. Says here, my drug chloroquine does not inhibit SARS-CoV-2. So this study came out this week, and this is in tissue culture. So I looked at the study, and I thought, that's interesting. I don't know what happened there, but uh, let me look at it. So then I saw KALU3 lung cells. So they said, hey, it may work in kidney cells, but it doesn't work in lung cells. So in our evidence, yeah, it can work in vitro and in, in, uh, in, uh, in, in kidney cells, but not in lung cells, right? So I thought, well, let me, that's interesting. I'm, 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 so I, I worked at MD Anderson. I was in ocular oncology, and I, I thought about it. I said, I don't, I've heard of that cell line before, KALU3 lung cell. It's an adenocarcinoma. It's a lung cancer cell. So I called, the, I, called I, I tweeted, I corresponded with the author, and I said, you are so, I am so happy for your study. You just showed one of the most amazing things that I've ever seen. I never thought I would see something so clear. You just proved that when viruses around and chloroquine is around, chloroquine will let the virus attack a cancer cell. I th think about that. So it will protect a normal cell, but chloroquine will not protect a cancer cell because they're dif de differentiated. The, the receptors are different. I mean, think about that. So I turned him back. I said, thank you. That's the great. You, you completely misinterpreted the data. And you hid the fact they hid, they put it all the way down. As you know, you have to look for the data set. So I found it in, in the appendix in little letters, KLU3 lung cells. So this is the disinformation campaign that we are faced with. 
they put out a big thing and they said, oh, it doesn't work. They put it on Medical Express. Uh, you know, that's it for chloroquine. It's unlikely to work against SARS-CoV-2. We just proved it. No, you proved chloroquine, one of the smartest drugs in history. It will let the viruses attack cancer cells, but not normal cells. Yeah, that's very interesting. It's very interesting. Oh, hold on. Sound a little echoey there. You know, th these are the type of things that they're trying to hide from us. Um, somebody was asking, is this Dr. Naputi? No, um, this is Dr. Richard Urso, U-R-S-O, talking about hydroxychloroquine. Dr. Richard Urso, U-R-S-O. This is just another one of those things where they don't want you to know what's going on. I mean, look, my wife and I, we're, we're taking ivermectin. We're taking the horse pace that they've tried demonizing in the media. The 1.87% horse pace, you know, that comes in that little, you know, squeezy tube syringe type looking thing. That We do that twice daily. I do, well, at least I do. I do one in the morning on an empty stomach and then at night after I get done eating. I do all that. And I tell you what, you know what's crazy about this? Ever since starting that, my appetite for food, I don't feel stupid hungry or get cravings for dumb sugary stuff like I used to. Now, when I don't do it, I've noticed a difference. I get hungry for dumb crap. But when I take it, I'm fine. I could fast for 24 hours and be completely fine. I would not get the shakes. I will not feel fatigued. I'm completely fine. I just drink my lemon water and I'm good. I'm Gucci. It's amazing. So me, my wife, my daughter, we all do it. We go to our local tractor supply, even though I hate what they stand for because, you know, they support doing drag queen shows and all that stuff and drag queen story hour for kids. But hey, look, you know what? I could find, that's the closest place to find my ivermectin. And it's funny, they have it behind the cash register at tractor supply. Like, I feel like it's a drug deal. Like, I go up to the register, I'm like, hey. And they're like, yeah. And I got nothing in my cart, right? And I'm like, hey. Uh, you got that ivermectin? Well, what are you looking for? I'm like, I'm looking for this stuff that's that tastes like apples. It's for horses. Because I got a horse named Seabiscuit. He's sick. I need three boxes now. Yeah, I got what you need. And he pulls it out from underneath his cash register. And legit, he put three boxes on the counter. He goes, do you want another three for storage purposes? I'm like, no, I trust your supply is going to be good next month, right? Yeah. All right, I'll be back. You better stay stocked. I'm bringing cash. <laughs> like, that's how that went. Like, the guy knew we didn't have horses. Like, I was prepared to show pictures of Haven on her horse that, you know, from the horseback riding lesson. Yeah, we have a horse. Horse's name is Xena, man. Like, she's a sick horse, but, dude, she's a good horse. Give us that ivermectin. Like I was, I had a story already prepared in my head in case they thought we were taking this stuff for consumption purposes. I was ready to lie. I'm not going to lie, folks. I was ready to lie my ass off about having a horse. <laughs> hey, hey, I got pictures. Look at my daughter. She's riding horses. This horse's name is Xena. Oh, yeah. I was so prepared with a story. <laughs> But they they knew they didn't care. They're like, look, here you go. You need you need boxes. Let us know. We hook you up. Great, thanks. I know who I'm going to. 
Um, now, here's another story, another video, another audio piece I'm going to play. Now, what and who in this bizarro world that we're living in, who is really behind the child trafficking? Let's listen. Kara Rodas, and thanks to the bravery of Aaron Stevenson, and thanks to Project Veritas and James O'Keefe for publishing the story. Now, this is Tara. This is Tara Rod, I believe is her last name, Tara Rod. She's a health and human services whistleblower. Listen to what she says. I was sitting on the Pomona Fairplex emergency intake site processing unaccompanied children. They know that children were coming to this country from other countries. We were taking them into the care, HHS, and then delivering them to sponsors, sponsors, unvetted sponsors throughout the United States. So because one whistleblower came forward and because one organization was willing to tell the truth, I was able to then uncover and report that the U.S. government is the middleman in a large-scale, multi-billion dollar child trafficking operation. We literally have government-sponsored, taxpayer-funded, child trafficking so one whistleblower coming forward telling the truth in motion a cascade of things that you could never imagine so i was very grateful for the opportunity for someone to tell the truth and who knows maybe one of you could be the next person to come forward so along with my buddy aaron i'm going to continue to speak the truth until children are rescued criminals are prosecuted and the United States government no longer is putting billions of dollars to traffic children. That's right. It's the freaking de facto government in CPS that's trafficking our children. But yet people want to think that this crap is not going on in their own backyard. Wake the hell up. Smell the freaking roses because they are taking your children right from underneath your freaking faces, right out from underneath your noses, under the guise of child protection services. Get the hell out of here. This is the bizarro world that we are living in. You think CPS is there to protect children? They are the child traffickers. They are the ones child trafficking and putting these children with quote, sponsors who have had no proper vetting. Think about that before you decide to be a little smart ass and call some on some parent that you're pissed off at because you they smacked their kids in the face for being a little porky mouth smart aleck. Think very long and hard before you call CPS, because what you might very well do is be, be a participant in child trafficking by subjecting that child into that child trafficking organization. At which that point, you're going to be subject to some criminal uh, charges. Yeah, but Jason, I didn't know. Yeah, likely story. That's what the Nazis said back in the day, too, during you know the World War. Well, I didn't know. I was just following orders. I was following orders. Shut up, Nazi. I don't care what you were following. You were wrong, Nazi. Now, here's something else for you. When you didn't think it didn't get any more twisted and sicker than it already has, you might want to, I'm just going to give you a little forewarning. You might want to wait before taking a bite of food if you're listening to the to this next audio piece listen to this 60 investigation of a business deal that deals
body parts shifting from Detroit to Chicago as the feds launch a new raid. And once again, hundreds of families will be left wondering if the bodies of loved ones have been bought and sold on the black market. 7 Action News investigator Jim Kirchner is here tonight with a story you'll see only on 7 Jim. Stephen and Carolyn, this case started here according to sources when a man named Arthur Rathburn was shipping human body parts through Metro Airport. Get this, the box leaked blood. Those cargo haulers then called for help. Why were you stockpiling hundreds of human body parts here, sir? That's Art Rathburn. And remember his business 13 months ago? For two days, federal investigators dressed in hazmat suits removed body parts of a thousand different people. Arms, legs, heads cut up and kept on ice, not embalmed, so they would be fresh for the black market. Today, the rundown warehouse on Detroit's east side is shuttered and up for sale. Sources say Rathburn's seized records led them to the Chicago area today, a business called Biological Resource Center in Rosemont. It's difficult to see from the outside, but sources say the hazmat suits and raid are underway on the sixth floor of this office building. The same paper trail led investigators to Biological Resource Center in Phoenix last January, and another raid removing body parts and corpses. There were also ties to similar businesses in Las Vegas. Since these dealt directly with the public, families were left without answers. Julie donated her husband Steve's body and was promised his cremated remains back in a month. Confused and angry. We thought this was going to be doing some good. Yet it doesn't sound like it is. What do you say to all those families who had no idea their loved ones were in here? Michigan pulled Art Rathburn's license last year after our reporting, even though they were told about his problems two years before. You can go find out what the heck he is doing, and that wasn't done. Right? Did we do something two years ago? No, we didn't. Are we doing an investigation now? Yes, we are. Are you worried about going to prison? Now, no one has been charged by the Fed. That's messed up. That's freaking messed up. That's here in Michigan. That's freaking jacked up. I don't even know what to make of that story. When I heard that, I was like, that's freaking nasty. <sighs> I, I, I have no words for that. I really don't. But this is that bizarre world that we're living in, folks. This is that bizarre world. Now, here's something else. Now, this story really intrigues me. This is one that I want to know more about. This is the one story that I'm going to spend just a little bit more time on before we close us out. What's beyond Antarctica? Now, just give this a listen to. This is interesting. Was published in the Hawaiian Gazette on. So, so first off, it was a it was a map that was published in an, in a in a newspaper in the Hawaiian Gazette that was illustrating other lands beyond South, uh, Antarctica. Okay, now this is very interesting. And just, just listen to this, because then we get into an article, or not an article, an interview with Admiral Byrd. Listen to this. Was published in the Hawaiian Gazette on Friday, January 11th, 1907. Discovered in a copper cylinder in a Japanese Buddhist temple in the mountains. It clearly shows our world surrounded by what appears to be extra land. I 
any unexplored land left on this earth that might appeal to adventure young Americans? Uh, yes, there is. And not up around the North Pole because it's getting crowded up there now because they find out it's really usable. Not only to live in, but militarily. But strangely enough, there's left in the world today an area as big as the United States that's never been seen by a human being. And that's beyond the pole on the other side of the South Pole from Middle America. And it's, uh, I think it's quite astonishing that there should be an area as big as that unexplored. That's a tremendous So challenge. there's a lot of adventure left down at the bottom of the world. Well, well, do you hope to see that? I do. Yeah, that was Admiral Byrd in an interview that was talking about because he, he was discussing um, in his journal and on some interviews about a land that went beyond Antarctica. Now, I'm not talking about flat earth, folks. I'm talking about land beyond this land. OK, maybe this world, even if it is a globe, maybe this world is much larger than we are being told or what we're being, you know, what we realize. But what Admiral Byrd said is beyond Antarctica, according to what he discovered and what he saw with his own witness testimony, that there is land much further and larger than the United States that's beyond Antarctica. Now, what is it exactly are they trying to hide from us? And, you know, and at, at and or beyond, you know, what are they trying to hide beyond the South Pole? Like, why can not go beyond or fly over the South Pole? And don't sit there and tell me, oh, it's because we need to protect the penguins. Don't sit there and tell me that nonsense. I don't want to hear that garbage because that sounds like a big BS story. But why did the Antarctic Treaty System, which, again, includes the Antarctic Treaty and other related agreements, uh, governs you know, international relations and activities in the region? See, there are roughly 54 countries that had signed the, the Antarctic Treaty. Now, Admiral Richard E. Byrd is often associated with claims about the existence of unexplored land and the possibility of other worlds beyond Antarctica. This has always been something that's fascinated me because, look, I, I, at heart, I'm an explorer. I would love to know what's beyond Antarctica because some of these claims are based on, you know, controversial statements that Byrd made, particularly in interviews and within his own personal diary, which were later published. And it's important to note that these claims are not widely accepted within the scientific community and are often considered speculative or even sensationalized. But you know what I say to the uh, to, to the scientific community? Seriously. Who the, the, the scientific community, in my honest opinion, have completely lost credibility. But trying to tell us during COVID years, oh, trust the science, trust the science, trust the science. Aha, trust the science. Shut up. Trust my you know what. But one of the most well-known claims attributed to Byrd is that he mentioned the discovery of vast unexplored land beyond Antarctica during his flight over the South Pole in 1947 as part of Operation High Jump. Now, according to some sources, he allegedly stated that he had seen land that was as large as the United States and covered in vegetation. Now, however, there is a limited verifiable evidence for these claims. And they are often treated as anecdotal or even misinterpreted accounts. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But furthermore, here's the other thing. There are assertions that Bird made 
statements about the existence of other worlds or the possibility of accessing inner earth realms during his expeditions. And so these claims are typically found in fringe literature and conspiracy theories, and they lack, you know, according to some people out there, they lack credible scientific backing. Okay, there's a lot of shit out there that lacks credible scientific backing, like uh, the existence of COVID, for example. Don't sit there and tell me about uh, credible scientific backing. Don't even give me that nonsense. I will, I will destroy you all day long on that. Now, some of the countries that are part of the Antarctic Treaty would include countries like Argentina, Australia, uh, Belgium, Brazil, Chile, China, Ecuador, Finland, France, Germany, India, Italy, Japan, South Korea, Netherlands, New Zealand, Norway, Peru, Poland, Russia, which at the time used to be USSR, South Africa, Spain, Sweden, the US, the United Kingdom, and so on. See, the Antarctic Treaty established in 1959 was an international agreement designed to regulate human activity in Antarctica and promote scientific research and cooperation. Okay. And its main objectives are to ensure the use of Antarctica for peaceful purposes and to prohibit military activities and to protect environmental and, tr and the environment. And, and the treaty sets aside territorial claims and promotes international collaboration for scientific research. Hmm. Okay. It also prohibits nuclear testing and disposal of nuclear waste in the region. Now, the treaty system includes provisions for inspecting scientific facilities and exchanging information, aiming to maintain Antarctica as a zone of scientific discovery and cooperation. What the hell are you going to discover down there? Ice upon ice upon ice? I mean, really, what are you discovering down there? Call me cynical, but it certainly sounds like to me that there was once a group of elites from all these different countries that signed this treaty over the last several decades that came together to try to hide what was beyond the land of Antarctica. I'm just saying, I'm not buying what they're trying to sell me along with everything else that they've tried selling us over decades in this country and which turned out to be a lie. I don't know about you, but I sure as hell don't believe in any of this nonsense. It's like April K says right here in the chat. They're high, they, 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 they've been hiding a shit ton of stuff from us for a very long time. Yes, they have. Why is it that John Kerry goes down there or Obama after an election? Why is it that some of these prominent figures go down to Antarctica? You can't sit there and tell me they're going down to, to spend some time with some penguins. Get out of here. Why are some of these prominent figures in politics going to Antarctica? What is it that's down there that prompts a special trip during specific points of, of, of after certain things occur, like an election? What the hell is down there? I want to know, do you? See, I believe that once we get our reassembly of states, this kind of stuff's going to come out more and more. Now, again, I'm not talking about flat earth here, so let me be clear. Now, I have my thoughts and my reservations about that topic, but that's not what this is talking about. What I'm talking about is worlds or lands beyond Antarctica. Okay, basically giving us, again, basically painting the description that the world might be a lot larger than what we've been told. Like instead of the globe being the size of a marble, okay, if we're going to talk like a, on a one-to-one -one ratio, 
instead of uh, the world the size of a marble per se, our world is like the size of a beach ball. Does that make sense? Still a globe, but much larger. Like, I'm curious to learn about that because there's a lot of people that argue, oh, well, we live on a globe. No, we live on flat earth. Okay, whatever. Look, I believe we're on flat earth, but that's a different topic for a different situation. I'm not going to dispute that because, again, I don't have scientific evidence on that. It's just my belief. But here's what I think. Flat, round, donut-shaped, whatever. I think there is much more land out there than what we've been told. Just saying. And look, you could think I'm a crazy kook. I don't care. Okay? God put me on this platform not to give a crap. All right? Now, me and Destry have gone round and round on this subject. And we'll probably continue to go round and round on this subject. But the bottom line is, do I believe that there are much more, many more lands beyond Antarctica? Yeah, I believe that, whether if it's a globe or flat. I believe there's more land out there than they're telling us exists. Just saying. Now, the last audio piece I want to play, <clears throat> the last audio piece I want to play is a man who's a Marine by the name of Kona. And the title of this video is called Keep Pushing Forward. And then we're going to end this in prayer. It's called Keep Pushing Forward. Because when they're trying to sell us a certain narrative, we need to remember that no matter how tired our bets, we need to make sure that our minds and our hearts keep pushing us forward when our limbs are weak. Listen to this audio. It's amazing. September 10, 2012, I started my married career by stepping on the yellow footprints at Paris Island, South Carolina for the Marine Corps. I became a platoon guide squad leader by separating myself as a leader. And every week we would get mail and the mail we would get was like a staple for us. Anybody who's ever been in the military, you know, when you're in boot camp, like getting mail was just absolutely amazing. And I wasn't getting any. Um, and every week I didn't get any mail. I would also get some comments from my drill instructors telling me that Moda, I guess people don't love you back home. Moda, your support system is shitty, huh? Moda, I guess your old girl's cheating on you. Moda, you really never had any. You grew up a loner, huh? And I started to feed into this narrative. And I started to tell myself when I would lay in my rack at night, nobody loves me. Nobody cares about me. Nobody cares that I'm here. I'm, I'm worthless and I should probably just quit anyways. There was a day when we were told we were going to run a mile on a dirt track. It had rained lightly the night before. The ground was very much still dry, had rocks, debris on it, the perfect conditions for running a mile. We get out there, our drill instructor's yelling at us, and he tells us to get on the ground, and we're in an army crawl. Well, you do what you're told. So that's what we did. We started army crawling, and we're sitting there on our ground, on our on our stomachs and we're, we're scraping across the, the dirt track. And I remember my arms bleeding, my stomach getting all um, scuffed up and I'm pulling rocks out from under my blouse. And I remember getting halfway through thinking to myself, like, I, I'm gonna quit, I'm done. I don't wanna be here anymore. I don't wanna be here anymore. And he's yelling at me and he sees it. Moda, quit, quit. They don't love you. You don't have support. You don't have any friends. Quit. No one's going to care that you're here. No one's going to care that you quit. We don't want you here. Go. 
And we had a quote on a whiteboard that popped into my head. And since then, I've never let it go. And it says, my mind and my heart will carry my body when my limbs are too weak. And I remember I started screaming that. Screaming it while army crawling around this dirt track. My mind and my heart will carry my body when my limbs are too weak. My mind and my heart will carry my body when my limbs are too weak. And my drill instructor's yelling at me, Moda, shut the hell up. Shut up. Stop. You better cut it out. And he's looking around. He's trying to see if anybody else is watching. And then he just stops because the whole platoon starts. And we were split up. So there's probably about 12 of us. And he was baffled, breathtaking. And he's absolutely confused. And we are moving. Digging, digging, digging. And we finished a mile crawling around this track. And I remember getting to my squad bay that night and it's Mel night. And I had no emotion at this point towards Mel. I was like, well, I'm not, I'm not gonna get it anyways. Didn't even think about it. And he walks up behind me and he drops a bag in my lap, a bag. And he says, huh, I guess somebody does care about you. And it was all the Mel that I've had from the very beginning and they were holding it. I don't say this because it's some really cool story that makes me seem like a badass. No, absolutely not. I say it because how often are you feeding the narrative other people are telling you about yourself? How often are you fueling that and you are believing something someone else says about you? It's not true. Don't fuel it. Don't feed into it. That is not your thoughts. You know you better than anybody else. Your mind and your heart will carry your body when your limbs are too weak. Don't forget that. All love. Your mind and your heart will carry you when your limbs are too weak. That is a powerful story from a Marine. And I'll tell you what, that's a good story. So when you're feeling weak, ladies and gentlemen, and you're feeling fatigued and you're feeling tired from this fight, keep telling your mind. Let your mind keep telling you. You have to keep pushing forward. Your heart, the fight in your heart is much greater than the strength in your own body. The, the the mindset that you have in your mind far supersedes the strength your body has. You tell yourself that you can do something, you're going to do it, damn it. And let that big giant heart of yours, the heart of a warrior with Christ, deeply embed into it, embedded into it. You let your heart and your mind carry you where your body can't destry says right here this is how i keep going on trials in life your heart and your mind will carry you when your limbs are too weak remember that folks don't think what you're doing is in vain don't think people don't care what you're doing because they're not into it or because they might be confused about what the assembly is. Don't think that what you're doing 
is worthless because somebody doesn't get it. That just means that they're not ready yet. I'd be lying to you guys if I said I didn't have moments of doubt. I'd be lying to you guys if I said I didn't want to quit. I'd be lying to you guys if I said I almost packed up this podcast and just completely sold all my equipment and said, I'm tired of this. I just would rather just enjoy my family and the hell with this. I'd be lying to you if I didn't have those thoughts. I'm serious. Now, I'm not, I would never do that now, but I'm, I'm just being forthcoming with you. I've had these thoughts and feelings of exhaustion, of defeat, of doubt, anxiety. I've had all these things in me like you do too. I know you do. Look, I get hate mail all the time. I get people that want to come at me sideways. And sure, I might be a little bit too cynical and skeptical most of the time because I've been deceived by very trusted people already. So for those of you out there who might get butt hurt because you actually did something for the right intentions and not for nefarious purposes, I want to say right now on the record, I do apologize. If I have mischaracterized you for something you may have done, like maybe contribute to the camp, you know, to, to the show or whatever. And, and maybe I've called it out as something that might've been, you know, for nefarious purposes, I apologize, but understand where I'm coming at with this. I'm coming at this with heightened awareness. Let me show you. Let me read one more thing before we end this in prayer. Let me read something I posted on my Telegram earlier today. Very important that you hear this. This is what I wrote. Maybe if I could find it. There it is. This is what I wrote. I said, The doorway of my trust is narrow at best, and one does not easily walk through it without heavy scrutiny. My awareness of many is heightened. I may be wrong about some, but I'd rather be wrong about the occasional few than to trust liberally and allow an infiltrator within my juxtaposition. This may piss people off, and that's fine. Stand from my vantage point, and the paradigm would shift dramatically. My objective is not for fiscal gain or notoriety, but to disclose truth and awaken a world oblivious to the pervasive deceit around us. With unwavering commitment, I seek to ignite awareness of the reassembly of people, dispel illusions, and guide others towards a brighter reality as we move forward into the future. And that's the end of my post. So make no mistake, folks, if I have a high cynicism here, and a low trust level, there's a reason for that. I'm not trying to be an asshole. I'm not trying to be somebody who's not appreciative. I'm not someone who is trying to, I don't want to say it. I'm just not trying to be fake. I'm being straight up with you. I've been deceived by people that I thought I could trust, and it hurts deep to my core when that trust gets violated, as I'm sure it does with the rest of you out there. So understand where my cynicism comes from and where my heightened awareness comes from. 
I could only imagine. And look, I've only been doing this going on two years. I can't even imagine what people like Destry have had to deal with over the last decade. The hell with my two years. What the hell's two years? Or people like Paul or other people who've done this for a long, a much longer time than me. So anyway, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you for every single thing that you do and give to us. We may not even be uh, deserving of all the gifts that you, you bless us with on a daily basis, but we thank you anyway. We thank you for all the creature comforts, and we thank you for clothes on our back and food in our stomach and a roof over our head and the gift of companionship with our spouses. And thank you for the, a love that nobody has ever experienced until they've held a newborn child that's their own. We thank you for the people in this city and for the good men and women who are trying to restore this republic. Godfather, we thank you for all that you do for us and please guide our very thoughts, words, and actions so that we may be in alignment with your great plan. Rietta adds to this prayer, Lord, you are good. Lord, continue to explore truth, especially the evil. Lord, we know darkness hates the light and shine your light. Use us to shine light on the darkness also. Lord, we know the harvest is large, but the workers are few. Give us more workers. Hear the gospel all, all over the world. Save the lost. There are so many suffering. Please let them feel your presence. And thank you, Lord that no weapon formed against us will prosper. Thank you, Lord, for loving us so much. In your mighty name, in your mighty son's name, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen, folks. Very well said, Rietta. You know, I so badly still want to call you Rita. Rita! <laughs> your alias, Rita! Oh, that's good stuff. So, yeah, I did that for a long time until somebody gave you up. Uh, it was uh, Chrissy in my county. She gave you up. She's like, uh, by the way, it's not Rita. It's Rietta. I was like, what? It's it's Rietta. I had to go back and relook at that. I'm like, oh, crap. I'm like, oh, crap. It is Rietta. Holy crap. I'm like, I really botched that one. Oops. <laughs> Oh, that's a funny, funny inside story slash joke there. That's good stuff. I like it. Folks, listen, man. Look, all kidding aside, we've been getting into some heavy topics. We've been getting into some very passionate subjects. I get it. it and, 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 and it might seem a little depressing at times. But you know what? We're going to get through this. I know we're going to get through this. I don't know how. I don't know what the time frame looks like. I don't know who's going to be involved in getting through this, but I do know we're going to get through this. Just trust in God. Trust in Jesus. Let him in your heart. Walk with him. Do your best to listen to him. Ask for that discernment, and we will be all right. God, look, glory goes all to God. All glory goes to God. All right, we will be just fine. We just need to trust, and he will steer our ship into that safe harbor. Ladies and gentlemen, have a wonderful day. We are going to play a little Toby Mac. It's called This Is Not a Test. And maybe one other song before we close out the show. God bless, ladies and gentlemen.
practice runs in life This is not a, this is not a test
Remember, ladies and gentlemen, we are firm, we are steadfast, and we are uncompromising. The enemy has crossed that line for the last time. It is up to people like you and I to hold that line. They've crossed the line way too many times, and it is time for us to stand up this republic and get after it. We gotta do this for God. We gotta do this for our families. We gotta do this for America, for the voiceless. It's time to get after it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining the show. Forget to check out the website www.hisheartline.com. And if you want to know more about how to get involved with your assembly, go to www.national-assembly.net. That's www.national-assembly.net. It's time to get active, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go. Joining us here at His Heart Line. 
we'll see you back here next time. Oh, <laughs>